Hey, Rick, uh, that's just old-timey, and perhaps uh, uh, it doesn't apply to me where, as to where I'm living and what I'm going through today. So I want to share with you a word God gave me this morning, that I'm tired of going through it. I want to go to it. And, uh, and I'm tired of waiting. I want to move by faith. Now, before you, you, you judge what you're hearing, or you perhaps you agree or not, I'd like for you to give, give you my testimony. I'm, I'm speaking about 50-some years of, of ministry, and 30 of them uh, operating in this, these areas of ministry. Thousands of fruits, hundreds of people blessed throughout 200 plus mission trips in a lifetime. And so, I, if I'm a fake, I certainly must be a very good way, very good guy that can do fake. I don't have a large ministry, but there are thousands of people involved. It's not a large budget, but it's large enough to to uh, to, to to be to be to be uh, amazed of how God pays the bills. And so, what I'm going to share with you today comes in as how I live. What what do I do to keep on getting up every morning, coming to this office, and uh, and doing the ministry God called me to do? So I hope you understand. I'm 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 speaking from experiencing this move of God in my life for so many years. And so, if I'm a false prophet or someone totally out of my mind, then I have no fruit. The Bible says, uh, 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 you know them by their fruits. And so if you look at our ministry, there's a lot of fruits. Just a lot of fruits. And so, I hope that that will convince you that what I'm about to share with you today is important. Now, I want to begin with uh, Acts 10.44. Peter comes into Cornelius' house, and while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the word. The word prompted the Holy Spirit to fall. And then it says, For they heard them speak, uh, with other tongues and magnify God, meaning they would pray and glorify God for what God was doing in their midst. This is uh, uh, the same, re same occurred in Acts 19 when Paul laid his hands on these men and they spoke to, with tongues and prophesied, Acts 9-7. And, and it says, uh, Acts 9-7 says, all the men were about twelve. Now, Paul, and he, and so I want to explain to you why some people have a problem with this experience. And I want you to know that as an evangelist, I've been trained by the Holy Spirit to deal with this type of problem. And I want to explain this to you. Hebrews 4.12 says, it's very interesting, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even or dividing asunder of soul and spirits, joints and marrows, discerner of thoughts, intents of the heart. I don't want to comment on the last four, but the last, the first two says this, uh, uh, dividing spirit, soul and spirit. So, the minister, the scripture here is able to minister to your soul with precision and minister to your spirit. I want to call your attention. There are two elements here, not just one. One is the soul and then there's the spirit. Now, what is your spirit? People ask questions. You know, I know my soul is my personality, my head, my, my emotions, my, my mind and my education, my intellect. Uh, everybody agrees with that. But what is, what is your spirit? What does it mean when you say my spirit? Have you thought about that? What is your spirit? Well, it, separate, it separates you from your soul because <laughs> one is the soul and the other is the spirit. There are two elements, not just one. Now, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, Proverbs 20, 27, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And so the soul is the animated life that you have. The seat of the senses, the desire, the intellect. It is the engine. Uh, uh. Now the spirit then is the engine that connects you to God. Think of this way. The soul is being saved. The spirit of man, it is the engine. You know, we have an engine. I have a, a computer that has an engine. What's the name of it? Uh, an engine in my computer. Uh, I, I, I contact my email by pressing that button. It, and it's a, it's, a, it's a word. It's a little round circle like... Huh? Searching engine. What is that? Yeah, safari is my certain engine. Okay? Safari is my... And so the spirit is your, your engine, your, your, your searching engine as you work with, uh, with your computer. The spirit is what connects you to God or refuses God. It is the engine that brings your soul to know God. Now, let me stop a minute. Your spirit. Well, look, in Genesis 2.7, it says, God formed men from the dust of the ground and, uh, and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and men became a living being. We don't see the words in here that says human spirit, does it? Let me go again. It says, For God formed men from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and then became a living soul. A will, a mind, and emotion. A soul. Men became a soul. Now, the word breathe in here, it's a Hebrew word that simply says breath of life. Breath of life. The word breath of life comes from a word that says neshamah, nashama, or nashama. In Hebrew, it means, translates, spirit. God breathed in you a living spirit or a breath of life. 
So I already learned that in order to communicate with God, your spirit does the communicating. It's very important to understand this. Because you see, a lot of people in America, especially television people, leaders, Hollywood people, they laugh and ridicule the gift of tongues. I feel sorry for them because you are messing with the Holy Spirit. And nobody mock the Holy Spirit and get away with it. You know, I, I was at a luncheon of pastors. And this woman behind me said, Oh, here's a tongue talk. Come on, do something for us. Do something for us. Okay. And, uh, and of course, she was a pastor of a large church here in Athens. And I simply just uh, feel sorry for you. But that's the mentality of the liberal left. That's the mentality of Hollywood. That's the mentality of those who, who somehow... Now, is this unpopular? I don't care if it's unpopular. I don't care if this is not the way that I do ministry. That's my ministry. In other words, I, I whatever... In other words, <laughs> I'm sharing with you that which I need to share that God told me to share. That is why I'm so liberal and so free. I'm not really trying to please anybody. Thank you, Jesus. So, the Spirit it is the deepest part of your being. Now, why the Spirit is in us? We have a body, a soul. We have a spirit. And I told you the spirit is the engine. It's a searching engine. Like safari on your uh, computer. That takes us to God. The soul does not. But the spirit of man can. To contact God. You do through your spirit. Pray in the spirit. Well look at John 4.24. God is a spirit. And those who worship him. Must worship him in spirit. And in truth. You can't worship God except by the Spirit. So who connects you to God? Your Spirit. When God breathed on a human being, He breathed His Spirit into them. A lot of people refuse God. A lot of people damn God. A lot of people laugh and ridicule God. But you worship God with your Spirit. God is Spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So the Christian life begins with our human spirit. John 3, 6 says, That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Now the moment we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit enters into your spirit, into your soul. And the process of regeneration begins. It begins in the soul. It changes the way you feel about things, the way you feel about uh, the Lord, uh, uh, it convicts you. You know, when Jesus, before His ascension, uh, in John 16, said, when the Holy Spirit has come, He'll convict the world of sin, because they do not know me. Conviction is the work of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit ministering to the essence of your soul. <coughs> what enables that to do that? The Holy Spirit comes around your spirit and makes your spirit a living 
spirit. And the reaction then begins to deal with your soul. And so the Holy Spirit is not dormant. It is not inoperative. It's not just a name. It's not just a dead thing. It's not just a dead bird. It's not just a feeling. It, 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 is, it is the presence of God within you, led by the Holy Spirit to do the work of... No bone in flesh will inherit the kingdom of God. Eternity depends on you being able... Look, you've been looking at your computer and searching everything. Why don't you search the Holy Spirit? Why don't you search and ask your spirit to find the answer? Google down there, Spirit of Man, and read it. So, uh, the moment you believe in Jesus, His Spirit enters into your spirit, and regeneration of your soul begins. So why you then speak in tongues? Why tongues? You know, let's do Pentecost without it. It creates too many problems with the liberal left, and we don't want to do that. Second, is a, it's, a, it's a gift that nobody talks about it. And if you're Methodist, you run from it. But not really. John Wesley was a tongue talker. So what is your spirit? Is the language of your spirit when you pray in the spirit. You're praying in the language of the Holy Spirit. Your spirit talks. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. It's a very interesting verse. It says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit pray. The Holy Spirit penetrates your spirit and downloads tongues. In other words, the Holy Spirit comes within you. It happens when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, many, many years ago, 17, 18 something, the Methodist Church met in Philadelphia. And the United the Methodists were the Methodist Church, they was now United Methodist. And they simply voted to separate themselves from those who believe there is a second work of grace in the ministry of John Wesley, because there was a John Wesley's thought in ministry to bring this subject to upper to front. They left us. What happened to that bunch? That bunch brought millions to Christ. If you go to Brazil, the largest denomination in Brazil is the Assemblies of God. Now, the Assemblies of God in America has are half dead right now, and the Methodists are half dead also. But, but, the Assemblies of God are number one soul winning denomination. Well, if you don't believe it, Go look at the numbers. So 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, If I pray in tongues, that unknown tongue, my spirit prays. In other words, the Holy Spirit has to come into you and download on your spirit your prayer language, and your spirit then begins to pray by itself. The Holy Spirit comes from heaven at Pentecost, at the moment when you receive Christ. It begins to fly over you. 
and downloads on you His presence. The result of His presence on your spirit is when your spirit rises and begins to pray. Now, how do you handle this? When do you do this? I do it every day. Look, it's been three months or now two and a half months precisely that I lost my wife. My partner of 52 years. How do I handle an empty house? I pray in tongues. How do I handle being alone with a, with a fireplace? I pray in, in the Spirit. It's not a question that my wife is not in, it's in heaven. I'm, I'm, she's in heaven. But there's a separation there that hurts a lot. And maybe you, an American, would don't hurt. Well, I do. I'm from South America. We're, we're sort of a community together. It's like taking my leg out. And cutting it. But I'm overcoming because my spirit is crying out. My spirit is praying. And if you don't pray in the spirit, you can't fight. It is the most precious, powerful way to intercede. So tongues begin when you pray. You open your mouth and the Holy Spirit begins to pray on you. And it begins with you. What then is the purpose of tongues? What is the purpose? Now yesterday, I showed you four things that are the purpose. The number one, tongues is for personal edification. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. What do you mean by that? It builds you up physically. It builds you up emotionally. It builds you up psychologically. It builds you up Physically. Hello? Now you're not laughing at old tongues anymore. Because when you have this experience or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you begin to be strengthened from the inner being when the Holy Spirit comes and touches your spirit and you begin to, you begin to cry out to God. And so lately, I'm crying out to God. I'm praying to God. I'm asking Him for strength. I'm asking Him for direction. I'm asking Him not to abandon me. I'm asking Him to help me with all the decisions I have to make so the gospel of Jesus Christ continues to move through the nations. Remember now, I'm an evangelist. I'm not a pastor with a $2 million, $3 million budget sitting around a nancy fancy place with 2,000 people listening to you every Sunday. I'm an evangelist, a small ministry. Uh, 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 my job is to move into, in, into the nations and preach. I've been preaching in Brazil for 40 years. I've uh, 240 some mission trips. I'm, I'm on the plane all the time going to the nations and praying for them and ministering and, and baptizing people. You might say, oh Rick, but uh, you're just one of a kind. Well, when you are pastor of a large church, do you hire 15, 30, 40 people to do your counseling or you do it yourself. If you hire people to do it, it's because you don't have the strength to do it. Physical strength. Pray in tongues. That is what the gift is all about. So, it edifies yourself. Jude verse 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit. Second, tongues is for interpretation. Edification, Interpretation. First Corinthians fourteen five. 
It's, it's when you have to be in public and there's a word from God, from heaven, in tongues, in the congregation, somebody translates. I hear, I hear that in Brazil very often. You don't hear in America. You know, to be super Christian uh, in America uh, and to just get on to, to be like that is not acceptable anymore. Well, I hate to tell you, I, I'm not called to, for you to like me. I'm not a popsicle for you to lick me. I'm an evangelist. I, wanna, I want you to be blessed. I have to teach the hard facts of certain things. And so, tongues is for interpretation. During a service, somebody has a word of tongue, somebody translates. Number three, tongue is for deep intercessory prayer. Romans 8, 26, what he says? With groanings which cannot be uttered. Let me give you an example of that. Many years ago, I'd say about uh, Rick, my oldest son, is about, uh, I'd say, he's 50 now. He must have been uh, 17 years old. He was driving already, 18, around there. I gave him a Honda hatchback. And uh, Mary Lucy and the children, we had a little service in the passing of the year. From December 31st to January 1st, Midnight, we get together, have a meal, and then we pray and we sing, and then we, we, we begin the next year. And I was living at a, a place called 152 Spalding Court, University Heights in Athens, Georgia. And so 20 minutes before midnight, or 30 minutes or so, Rick said, Dad, I want to go pick up a friend of mine to come to be with me, right here to be with us. And he took off on his Beautiful, beautiful uh, Honda hatchback. It wasn't 30 minutes I got a call from uh, Highway Patrol Police and said, Sir, Mr. Bonfim, your son gave me your number and uh, he had a head-on collision. Could you come? Before the call, which was about midnight, before the call, I began to notice my spirit boiling in prayer, in tongues. And I began to cry. I began to travail. I had no idea what was happening. My spirit began to call, began to pray. And uh, I noticed that uh, as I talked to my son, this happened before the accident. The accident happened 15 too. I began to feel like that when Rick left and he went to pick up his, his friend. And I, you see, I was just crying and travailing and praying. That was deep intercessory purpose for the Spirit. It says what, John? Uh, it says, Spirit also helps our And our help, helps in our infirmity. For we do not know how we pray as we are, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So, the number three, edification, interpretation, and intercessional. If you have a prayer life for your church, you need to speak in tongues. Number four, tongues is a sign to the unbelievers, 14.22. It occurred at Pentecost. The tongues at Pentecost was uh, transcended human interaction 
transcended all intellect, language, barriers, witnesses to unbelievers. A lot of people there didn't believe. But they believed when the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And they began to speak in other languages, dialectus, other languages. Now, let me finish. How some, here's some supernatural thoughts on tongues, okay? Things that I just scribbed last night as I put this together. The Holy Spirit creates your tongues and put in your spirit. And so the flow of authority in, in, in the prayer language is under the authority of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to pray in the Spirit, it is a download from heaven to your spirit being. Now you probably say, Rick, you can pray with the intellect. You pray with your mind. But it's not productive. It doesn't do much. Let me give you an example about that. I went to a church in Rio. Well, famous church. And I'm saying, Lord, uh, use me for your glory, God. You know, it looks like I'm always being exposed to being embarrassed and making, doing something that uh, not many, you know, it's, it's, it's a, in other words, God needs something to be done. It's going to be embarrassing and he chooses me. So the, common, the pastor comes to pray for me. And he began to pray in the spirit. And I began to get sick on my stomach. I mean, I'm talking about having to throw up. And I, my stomach began to hurt. And so I asked him to wait a minute. I went to the bathroom, came back, and he prayed again. And so I've decided to simply just, as he finished praying, to hit his stomach. And I just, poof, in the name of Jesus, poof, and that was it. The tongues disappeared. <laughs> and, and a new tongues came in. And this pastor was delivered from false tongues. Now, I remember that night. I remember that situation. He was praying with his intellect. Number two. You can pray in your mind. But the results are not the same because it does not edify. So what do you mean by that? Oh, let me tell you. We had a trip from, from Brazil. To Juiz de Fora. 25 people in the bus. And we're just going around those mountains. And, and uh, 30 minutes before arriving. Juiz de Fora to go to the hotel. And head on to church. By the way we had him there this summer. In the same church. I just. Uh, put a blanket on my head. And I began to pray in the spirit. I said Lord I'm so tired. Last night was difficult, five-hour service, and I'm just tired. And I, I, I want to somehow, you to build me up. And so I began to pray. Now I began to pray, suddenly I began to cry. And I'm covered. And the bus folks, those on the trip, noticed that Rick is having a, a problem there. So they began to pray, and they began to pray. That night, hundreds of people came to Christ for the first time. It was, the, it was an invitation before the service begun. Edification. Number three. Tongues opens the door to another world. What do you mean by that? 
I can get my computer now, go into Safari and get into a book in, in the library of London and look at it and read. When you pray in tongues, your spirit searches all things. It moves deep into the heart of God, into the library of God. And sees your need that you don't know, but you're communicating into inner, inner telestar galaxies beyond them, way into the deep blue of heaven. And so tongues moves you out of this earth. Do you remember that movie of an ugly little subject that would say, E.T. call home, E.T. call home. Remember, that idea was from a Pentecostal guy because look, E.T. makes red blood and red belly when he communicates with home. And the finger gets all red. Now, how did the Hollywood work that out? Because they knew that uh, we understand what you're talking about. Prayer is to another world. You, you are actually going, your prayer travels to heaven. Now, tell me which prayer is the most fastest. Heavenly Father, as we come before your presence today, we recognize, Lord, that we are dust and we're going to dust. Or, which one is the fastest? So think about it. So hearing tongues, movements, is the same when you hear revelation. The channel that connects to the Holy Spirit, to God, is the same channel that from heaven you have revelations, visions, prophecy. It's the same channel. It's speaking of the Spirit from the Holy Spirit is nothing new to the Holy Spirit. It's the same channel that when you pray in the Spirit, it is the only spiritual move that comes out of the human being into eternity. There's no other way. But out of eternity, revelation comes, vision comes, prophecy comes, gifts come, salvation comes, Baptism comes, all kinds of things. But the only way up is prayer. Think about it. Now this last night when this came, it hit me. And I said, uh, 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 I give the Holy Spirit, operates with the authority of the Holy Spirit. And in tongues is the only way you can move out of Athens, Georgia into <coughs> eternity. Prayer. I'm not saying tongues is the only way. In English is, is good too. But why should you resist and reject tongues? Why should you belittle tongues? Why should you be so negative toward that which is a gift of the Holy Spirit of God? Prophecy, interpretation, revelation, visions, all come from that channel. The only thing that goes up is when you pray. Number five. Tongues activates the supernatural of God. And when the supernatural moves, you're out of your mind. You're not connected anymore. 
You are building. You are, you are depending on God to take care of things. Amen. I hope that this, will, this helped you today. And I hope that you'll be able to share this lesson. I want to say hello to Dino Cates. And I want to say hello to Catherine Cates. I want to say hello also to, in Brazil, to a young man listening to me right now, Randall Cup. God bless all three of you in Jesus' name. Amen. So To every generation, He gives the joy of His salvation. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me. As I watch the world around me, I can see His mighty hands delivering His.